Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. Today on In Awe by Bruce, we have Wally Armstrong. He's a former PGA Touring Pro and a winner on the Pro Tour, a lifetime PGA Tour member, best-selling author, a beloved golf instructor, a grandfather, a champion of golf for kids, and so much more. In April 2022, he'll also be known as a movie actor when The Mulligan, based on his best-selling book with Ken Blanchard, releases in theaters. But most importantly... Wally is a committed follower of Jesus Christ and loves to share the eternity-changing second-chance message that God's love has for all of us. So, Wally, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you having on and and looking forward. I've seen the movie, but, you know, for those of you that uh, know it's going to be coming out April 18th and 19th in selected theaters for those two days, be looking for this movie because it's a great movie that has Eric Close and Pat Boone in it. I'll leave that right there and go into asking Wally some questions. So, Wally, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bruce. Wally, tell us a little bit about your early life and what led you to Christ and also what led you to writing a book like this and getting into golf and tying all those together. Well, my background is I grew up in Indiana in the cornfields in a little nine-hole golf course down the street, and I started looking for balls and selling them over the fence. And uh, that, so I had my first golf job, <laughs> basically, when I was probably 10 or 11, and then I started caddy for the club champion, and he became a real mentor to me. I was an abused child. Then I had a scholarship at the University of Florida. I, I won the uh, Indiana State High School Championship and uh, went down there and played on the golf team with Bob Murphy and Steve Melnick. During my senior year, I'd injured my back. I was captain of the team. We finished... Uh, third in the NCAA my junior year. And uh, I heard about this, uh, these athletes that were meeting across the street uh, from my fraternity house in the athletic dorms called Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So I just sat in on a couple of the meetings. And the second meeting, they had a guest speaker, a law student named Andrew Crenshaw, who shared his testimony. And through him, uh, I made a decision to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. And that was 1968. Shortly after that, I was invited by a PGA Tour player named Dave Reagan, who almost won the the PGA of America. I played on the Ryder Cup team in the in the early '60s, and he asked me to come down to Orlando and share about my story, my faith, with two college teams in Orlando here. And that was uh, where I finally I saw well I could use the game of golf to share about my faith, and there were so many different analogies between golf and life. Mm. So that's kind of how I met the Lord. I uh, went in the Army at Fort Bliss, Texas for the tour after three tries. Um, now, the Mulligan book you were talking about, how it got, came about, I wanted to always write my story, and I thought I would create a character, the old pro. And I picked that up from a series of golf books written by P.G. Woodhouse, where he has a the oldest member sitting on the porch of the old clubhouse, and people come in from the course, and he always asks them a question, and they tell their story, and 
sob story, usually there's an issue. And he says, sit down, let me tell you a story. So I thought, you know, everyone needs an old pro in their life. So I created this character, but I really wrote it. I was writing the old pro and some kids, and one of the kids was me. And mm -hmm. it was going to be a book for uh, parents to read with their kids. And so I wrote a lot about the old pro. And about the about 99, 1999, we had a number of men that uh, were involved with a golf fellowship work. And one of them was a man named Tim Philpott. And we thought, you know, the mulligan metaphor is such a perfect way to describe God's offer of a second chance. Mm. Tim had been, was the international director for a Christian businessman connection. And so he would travel all over the world and, uh, and use that metaphor. And I told him, I said, you know, I've got uh, an idea for a book with an old pro who meets a corporate man and he begins to share with him that he can have a second chance. Mm -hmm. um, he shares with him about the metaphor that he can have a mulligan, but it, you have to receive the ultimate mulligan. And so that's kind of how the mulligan book came about is I wanted to write a book about a corporate man and, a, and an old pro. And uh, the book is about that. And then the movie is about a corporate man that needs a second chance. And the story goes, he was playing in a pro-am with Tom Lehman up in uh, Georgia. And during the round, he blows up after missing a short putt and breaks his putter. Mm. And Tom comes up to him and says, you're not that good to get that mad. And that's kind of the breaking point in his life because he realizes he needs some help. Well, at lunch, Tom Lehman says, to the corporate man, you know, what you did back there on that ninth hole shows that you need a lot more help than your golf game. And he <laughs> says, I would suggest that after the round, you go meet the old pro. Well done. He's out on the porch in his rocking chair uh, and tell him I sent you. So the book basically goes from there to this wonderful story of the corporate man flying down to Georgia to a little club there in the mountains Tacoa Curry Country Club for lessons, and he gets more lessons about life than really about golf. So the book is is all about this relationship they develop. It's got great tension, and uh, the corporate man is uh, Eric Close, whereas the old <laughs> pro is Pat Boone. Which, mm -hmm. The way both of them play their parts is very good because you can just see the frustration in Close as he goes through and he, he's trying to figure all this out. And then you see just this wisdom and a, and a different life coming out of Pat Boone that mm -hmm. finally takes hold inside of him. That's, that's what I really loved about the, about the show was that just Pat Boone did a great job of coming across and close. It wasn't like just, you know, you give up or anything. It's you, the real struggles people go through in their heads and their lives. Yeah, yeah the old pro is a, he's a perfect picture of, uh, of a follower of Jesus People will see Jesus through him. That's kind of one of the main reasons to create the old pro is that people will be attracted to someone who really takes an interest in you, ask compelling questions about your life. Yes. As he does with the corporate man. And then the more that he trusts the old pro, because it's not about the old pro, mm -hmm. uh, it's about him, then he begins to open up and feels more comfortable uh, each time they're together. It's a good example for followers of Christ and the way that you really need to work with people that you meet and friends and fellow golfers 
Um, you know, there's an old saying that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yes. So that's a beautiful part about the movie is you see this old pro that cares about this man's heart. And you can see how much he uh, impacts him just because of his uh, love for him. And uh, that really shines through. Yes. And the, the other thing I think that you painted a good picture of Christ with the old pro was the amount of grace that he extends in that relationship. I think that really sets a, a good example for, like you said, how you treat people and, and what really shows Jesus to others. There, yeah, there's so many um, Christ-like characters within the old pro. You know, he's patient, he's kind, he, he exhibits the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> he, he, he um, corporate man is anxious, he's, he wants to get to his golf. And the old pro is more interested in his life, asking him about his family, about his friends, about his work. And, uh, of course, he's very embarrassed about it because that's his whole life. And it's so easy in life to get to find your identity in your work and your business and to forget the most important things in life. And that's your family and your friends and your faith. So um, hopefully that will help people that uh, are not sure what this faith thing is all about, it will give them a good perspective of the simplicity of the gospel. We seem to make Christianity so complicated. Mm-hmm. This is the essence. It's not about Christianity. It's about a personal relationship with Christ. And that's the starting point. And that's the beauty of it. It keeps it very simple. And then also for the believer, yeah. I, mean, I think there are, and I was this way for 34 years, I accepted Christ as my Savior and Lord in 1968, but it really wasn't until 2004 that I really uh, got connected with Jesus as a friend, as a companion, and uh, I missed him in that role. I had him so lifted up, and I felt like I never measured up, and uh, that came from my own background of being raised in in a family of abuse and you feel a lot of shame you know, you're never going to measure up so right. i just transferred that over to to jesus you know and so i went for 30 something years just feeling like i was never good enough i knew he loved me but it's interesting bruce i didn't think he liked me yeah 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 <laughs> and, and you know he's, he has to love you because he died for you but he doesn't have to like you uh-huh. and so i went uh for many many years until um, I had a personal experience with him in, in my library right here where he became real to me for the first time. And uh, that um, is in the Mulligan book because of that experience I had with him. And Pat Boone, he has the old pro. He says, you know, the ultimate Mulligan is a gift that God gives to you by sending his son to play this perfect round. He gives you his perfect scorecard for years at the end of your life. And then he takes your card and nails it to the cross. But it doesn't just end there, which is kind of what I had thought about for years and years. You know, okay, I'm going to heaven now. I'm going to try to live for Christ. But what we do in the movie is he says, now once he takes your scorecard, you're forgiven forever for all your sins, uh, past, present, and future. And when you turn it in, then Jesus comes beside you as your friend, as your caddy, to walk with you and to direct your life, to give you the power to live the life 
And so um, that was the second main thing that I was hoping that people would see is that you're never alone after you make that decision to accept Christ as your Savior and Lord. He stays with you and always is there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a, that was missing in my life. And I think there are many, 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 or maybe thousands or maybe millions of people that believe about Jesus. They know everything about him. They know they're going to heaven. They've accepted his gift. But they don't see that he is a friend and he is a companion. Mm. And in the book, we, the old pro says, now he becomes your caddy. And so he uses a beautiful illustration there, Bruce, that yeah. you know, for all through the centuries, golf has always been played with a caddy. Yeah. Uh, until the, probably the mid-1960s when you had electric carts that came on board. Mm-hmm. And then you couldn't take a caddy. You couldn't even walk for many years. And uh, I've, I've got friends that have been playing golf for 10, 15, 20 years with a golf cart, and they've never experienced golf the way it was meant to be played with a caddy as a two-person sport. And when they do, they come away going, man, I, had, I, I never knew golf could be this much fun. I mean, I had somebody there that could read my putts and could direct me and show me the holes and mm-hmm. give me the right club. and. So that's the analogy that we have is that we have this personal friend and our Savior and Lord, Jesus, that's there. And he wants to talk to us to direct our lives. Um, He knows uh, the course. He knows uh, our heart. He knows our strengths and weaknesses. And uh, if we don't talk to him and ask him to direct our lives, then we're missing the boat. So I would say that one of the main things is there's a big difference between believing and following. Mm -hmm. And I was a believer for 30-something years, but I didn't realize that Jesus was there all the time, and he loved me, and he wanted to be my friend, and he just wanted me to follow him. Mm. So there's a big difference between a believer and a follower. Anyway, those are just some thoughts I had that I hope would kind of share a little bit more in depth about the the Mulligan book and that what we want people to come away with is yeah. there is a way to connect with God and have a relationship. And then there is a way to continue that relationship through Christ who becomes our personal friend and caddy and through the Holy spirit that's in our lives. That's the way he communicates with us and then helps us to get through the rest of our life ultimately to be with him in heaven. Well, I think that will resonate with a lot of people and I appreciate you sharing that because, you know, it reminds you of that, Jesus says, my burden is light. And, and he mm-hmm. does. He takes all that on for us. And it's funny. We were just talking about this last yeah. night in a Lenten study I'm in. And mm-hmm. and it is. It's that it's kind of that struggle that you have between Jesus is our Lord and mm-hmm. Savior and he's God. But at the same time, he says, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. And Absolutely. That's, that's the one I missed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, know. you know, for 34 years, <laughs> I, I was striving so hard to please him and serve him and and used to brag about being a slave of Jesus. See? Uh, so I just, I, ne- I missed that scripture you said in Matthew, which is the perfect picture of a caddy. When you see it, it says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll yeah. give you rest. Then it says, take my yoke 
yeah upon you. in other words a yoke you know has those two things for the the oxen to get in right how they lead and there's always the big leader that is pulling along the learner the the apprentice you yeah know? yeah the disciple if we're out there uh, pulling all our own weight which i did for years but i didn't have i didn't see that christ wanted to pull alongside of me and lead me so we're created see to have a two-person sport mm-hmm. to live a two-person life and uh, that's hopefully this book will will get out of it i just finished a a 52-week mulligan journal oh it's called, it's called insights from the old pro so one of the things is to follow up when people come to our website mulliganclub.org um, this journal will be available for them to order and uh, then that can go right along with the book see oh that's great and there'll be 52 little writings that uh, are taken from the book uh-huh. and so uh, it'll be a great way for a person whether they're a new believer or a a follower of Jesus to really get connected deeper with God in that relationship. So the Mulligan Journal is, we're hoping to get them printed up and uh, by the middle of April. And that would be a perfect book for like a men's small group or a retreat, golfing yeah. retreat to go with the book. So we've been working really hard on getting getting that out. The movie's great for connecting people to Jesus, but that's just the start. Right. The, the Mulligan book is more... Getting people to the first tee. <laughs> right. and, uh, and then we talk about how there is a course that God lays out for us. Uh, it's called the course Less Played. And so every day you can get up, you know, you can choose to play your old course or you can choose to play God's course with Jesus as your caddy. Uh, and that's the, uh, the free will choice that he gives us. We're not robots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, should we call that other course the uh, I want to go back to Egypt course? My old course. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, the the old course is easy, you know, because yeah. you're running it yourself. You're always going to get whatever you want. The new course, the course less played. I mean, that's a rugged course. That's like going to play TPC every week. Right. But who wants to go play a flat little old course? Yeah. <laughs> and so right. people want to play these top 100 courses because they want to experience uh, the game the way it was meant to be played. And uh, mm. If you, viewers, you know, or listeners, if you ever get a chance to play one of the uh, top hundred courses and you have a caddy, you're going to need a caddy. Believe me. <laughs> yes. So, uh, especially, I remember the first time I played Pine Valley, which is, I think it's number one or number two in the world. It is so rugged that they have about five holes where you just have to hit over a, a hill and you don't know what's over the hill. Uh-huh. And so I had this caddy that uh, had been caddying there 20 years and and uh, it was raining all day long, and he would go out in the middle of the fairway, and he'd say, hit the ball over me, because I had never played the course, so I hit yeah. the ball over him. And I think I shot like 72. The next day I went out, and I knew what was over the hill. I knew where all the trouble was, and I uh-huh. shot like 82. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so that's that's a wonderful illustration of how a caddy uh, makes a difference and in the scriptures it does say that jesus will go before you yeah he'll be with you and he'll come in behind you he'll he'll be your rear guard right and so uh that's definitely what this cat i still remember his name was bob (laughs) and uh uh, you know i couldn't have made it without him that first day i I probably would have lost all the balls in my golf bag but oh yeah 
I just want to encourage people that uh, to get the book and uh, and give it away. We have one man here in, in Orlando who's part of a golfer's group, and he picked up 200 books, and uh, he numbers them and gives them out to people. Say, so here, wow. read this book, but give it away. Yeah. And then number it, and then the next person number it. I call him my Johnny Appleseed yeah. uh, <laughs> disciple. Yeah. And we're finding that more people are doing that, and um, but it's an easy way to follow up with golfers. I always carry one in my golf bag with me, and if I meet someone on a golf course, oh, uh, yeah. I'll say, would you like to have a book? And uh, they'll say, sure. When you give a mulligan book to someone personally, they'll usually read it, and uh, whether they're a stranger or a friend. As we close here, any information you want to give people on purchasing or buying the tickets for the movie that's coming out next month? Well, yeah, they the mulliganmovie.com. Okay. Mulliganmovie.com is the uh, website to go to. And when you go to that, you will put in your zip code, and then it will pull up all the theaters in your area that are showing the movie on April 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. So there's about a 1,000 theaters that are going to have the movie. And so that's the main website, themulliganmovie.com. Or you can go to uh, mulliganclub.org, which is going to be our main center post for uh, for follow-up and to purchase books. All right. Well, Wally, thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us your story and, and the encouragement of, you know, making sure that we take Jesus as a friend and not just keep him distant, uh, mm-hmm. really make that relation go and we'll be praying for your movie and everything else Thank going you, on in your life and the work that you do with kids and everybody on uh, golf and Christianity can fit together. So God bless yeah. you and thank you for your time. I can go. Uh, the kids' work is called, it's the painstuart.org, which is a kids' golf and faith program that I'm on the developing team with it. We're hoping yeah. to do about 20,000 kids at our camps this summer. And uh, we do them right at the churches or the YMCA's or Boys and Girls Clubs. Yeah, that is great. That's PainStewart.org. Okay, good deal. Hey, well, you have a great day and, uh, you know, have a good round. Thank you. (laughs) All right, God bless.